Crimson Tower Studios. Welcome to the Old World Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay and the original podcast to bring you both discussion and actual play in 4th edition. And we are live at Gen Con. This is our second Gen Con episode here, and I am one of your hosts, Lance. And obviously I'm joined by the delectable duo here with me, Steve and Matt. How are you gentlemen doing? Well, it is the morning of day three, and day two was uh, a bit more exhausting, I think, than day one was. Is that a, is that a fair statement? It, yes, it is a very fair statement. Uh, these uh, gamers' bones haven't done a lot of work like uh, Gen Con apparently takes out of you. Yeah, doing all right. A little exhausted here. Didn't get much sleep, but uh, we're pushing on. Let's do this. Very oh. nice. Well, guys, we are going to break up today's show similar to yesterday. We are going to have three different sections here. We're going to give a quick recap on our second day of Gen Con, just give you a little insight of what's going on, what we saw. And then we will continue and finish up with our initial thoughts on 4th edition from the PDF that released last week. Gosh, it feels like so much longer ago, but we'll give combat. We'll talk about that and give our initial thoughts on that. And keep in mind, we are still going to be giving full breakdown and review, which should be coming very soon. Uh, We got that recording scheduled, like I think a week away. You guys should be seeing that episode in a couple of weeks, depending on when we can actually lock that down. And then obviously the thing everybody's waiting for is we're going to wrap that up with the enemy within session that we uh, got with Graham Davis. Uh, seminar. Yeah. Seminar. Seminar yep. session. Yeah. Seminar. Boy, so, a session of the enemy within with Graham Davis. You want to talk about a yeah. bucket list right. item that, that's way up there. <laughs> for sure. But yes, it was a seminar. That was very very entertaining very cool it was very awesome so all right so let's let's move on then and just get right into it gen con day two i mean we already talked about how uh physically taxing it was on us but there was some mental taxation as well i played a played a lot of games we did yeah we we definitely loaded up on the events yesterday for sure i think we played some the one ring and uh star trek adventures was another game that we did and we had a lot of the uh expo part of it as well so we started the day, we, we got to the hall, pretty much right it open, did a little bit of walking around, saw, went to a lot of the different booths, bought some stuff, bought some games, which is always good. And then, yeah, the first adventure we did, or the first uh, event we did was the One Ring, which that's the first time I have played that system. It was very fun. I, I, I like that system a lot. It was very good. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the One Ring. I think I own almost every release that's been out for it. And uh, you can see a few similarities between some of the work that was done in the One Ring and that which we're seeing in 4th edition. Who who jammed that game for us? That was Nate. Nate, yeah. Nate did a great job on he that. He did. He knew that system through and through, and it's it's great. But being my first experience, having somebody that knows it to where ask a question about how this works, it's not, well, wait, let me flip through the rules you know, to find it. He just knew it. Boom, right there. And we were able to, to keep it flowing really well the whole time. Right. Right. At one point, and I think they ran an adventure out of Bree was one of the things that they ran. And yeah, and I, I hadn't read that adventure through yet or at all, but it was, man, there was at one point I'm like, oh, dude, you're going to die. Yeah. Like, like so close. Some ghostly hand <laughs> reaching out and dragging yeah. you underwater. That yeah. just, in the, the lore of Middle Earth, I cannot think of something <laughs> more terrifying than that. <laughs> I had a, a pretty critical fail at a very inopportune time, and it uh, almost led to my death. But 
I somehow, by the grace of the GM, I survived that. And let's just say if I was GMing, I probably wouldn't have been so kind. So, <laughs> so Nate, if you're listening, thanks. <laughs> nice. Then we later followed up with uh, Star Trek Adventures. And Star Trek Adventures was, the session was run by, and I don't, who was? Alex. Alex. Alex yep. run this, and I would definitely say this was a thing we were talking about afterwards. It, this was definitely like a love letter from a fan yeah. of Star Trek to other fans of Star yep. Trek. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so uh, it was quite the crazy, we were like the misfit crew of, of Starfleet, I think. And uh, we inadvertently, probably not on purpose, saved the galaxy. Yes. So. <laughs> yep. As crew members of the, the USS Philip K. Dick, which was a, a, a wonderful homage to a great sci-fi author. Excellent, excellent. And the jokes never stopped. Yeah, so. of course. I was like, well, we went through three timelines? Yeah, Our there was some... There current, was... past one, back to current, back to... <laughs> yes. It was... Yeah, it was definitely... There's uh, a lot, a lot well, going on, especially at one in the morning. We, like, yeah, we, <laughs> we started that game at nine p.m. By the time we were going, it was nine thirty, nine forty-five, and yeah, it was a little late to try to keep straight all of the craziness. But yeah, first he was using a lot of scientific words, and I'm like, get my brain process them right now. Yeah, I remember writing down what chroniton, chroniton radiation, radiation, phase variance. Yes. Yeah. To your credit, Alex, I'm pretty sure mo- I, I could go look that up, and it was probably spot on. So. <laughs> yes, as far as Star Trek science goes, hats off, man. He, you could tell he absolutely loves Star Trek. He knew that system incredibly well, too. There wasn't a rule book on the table. Right. And no, that's, 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 that's another thing that's worth stating, that he, he did his homework for it, and it, it ended up being really fun. All right, let's move on. Uh, and this is, uh, man, one of the, of course, the biggest thing when we're looking at fourth edition, one of the first places after character creation that I turned to to look at those rules is definitely combat. And fourth edition combat, it, it is also generated by far the most conversation online. Yeah. And here at Gen Con, talking to people, combat yeah. has been a major discussion point. And Con- when- conversation, yes, maybe controversy as well. I think there's a little bit of that in there. Yeah, a little bit for sure. Um, though I, I think Cubicle Seven is listening, and they've already, uh, you know, announced some things that they're they're going to address, and and we can talk about that too. But I think even in our game, so we played the Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay game yesterday, and and who GM that one? Oh uh, yeah, what a, well, gosh, Chad it feels like yesterday, but it right. would have been it was Thursday. Yes, Thursday. Chad. Oh geez, yeah, yep. it's just man, mm-hmm. my days are running together. Yeah. Chad, yeah. Chad, Chad did an amazing, and we were kind of going through the rules, like all, all of us together with yeah. the combat and stuff. In, yeah. in this case, you basically had to be, right? I mean, mm-hmm. had seven days on the seventh day after the release of those rules was when he was running it. So right. I think that was the session that I had the most fun with. Oh, it was for just, sure. we, all the people at the table had the same mindset. We were joking around, we were having a good time, but it was still, you know, just as dark and as gnarly as Warhammer should be. Right. For sure. And let's get more into it. So first off, combat. Combat compared to second edition is much, much better, in my opinion. And I know there are people that would disagree, and, and, and that's completely fine. But you know, reading the rules, on my first initial like read through the rules, it was like, okay, I see how that works. Uh, I need to get my head around it. But once you start playing, and you know, I've played a couple of games, and I've ran a game now for fourth edition, they really do become easier. But as running the games do, you start to run into some of the concerns. And these are kind of a couple of the bigger concerns that we had for with 4th edition, especially coming in 
and that's the mechanic that makes it really awesome is also the thing that causes us a concern and that's advantage yeah and the biggest problem you run into is runaway what we're calling like runaway advantage where some even a, a hero or the or a bad guy just starts racking it up through yeah. just lucky it's like like a god mode right exactly and you can't you can't mitigate it you can't touch it and well and it feels like that but that's not actually the case so i think as we're going through we we really didn't utilize resilience until much later in the game and but there are a few ways to offset that resilience um shooting never has that right. effect so so just to to make sure that everybody who's listening is clear you gain advantage through a couple different ways when you defeat an enemy if you su- make a surprise attack and if you win in a an opposed check those are all different ways to gain advantage and for every point of advantage you have you add an extra 10% to your next attack so if i'm in a fight with another uh, an enemy and he lands two attacks on me then he's getting an extra 20% to his roll which is an opposed check against me so the more he's able to hit the higher that goes and eventually he's getting a plus 70% that'd be obviously that that'd be bad news against my minimal 30 40% at best and that's not good right so one thing that we we kind of missed or we you know obviously we we're working through the rules in our session that we played we didn't or we've you know whether we forgot or we just didn't have it at the time the resilience is is the key here right and to be able to mitigate that one of the keys and another big part of the key is outnumbering and and that's one of the things that cubicle seven has said hey yeah we missed a rule that is supposed to be in there and it will be in there and it's outnumbering so you outnumbering your opponent has an effect on that and I, they haven't explained how that rule is going to work but it's supposed to be able to mitigate or be able to affect the issue that you can run into with advantage. Now, there are some. We actually ended up talking to Dominic about this a little bit. It's Dominic is a great guy. We didn't get an opportunity to talk to him until yesterday, last yeah. night late. Dominic McDowell, yeah. the CEO of Cubicle 7. Right, yep. He was talking about how he actually, right off the top of his head, he's like, here's all the ways you mitigate that. Here's all the ways, you know. And there's lots of different ways and things you can do, but he's like, yeah, we miss that. We miss that in in the rule book with the outnumbering, and that will be something that is is in there and that takes into account. And he even mentioned like there are talents out there that will let you be like generate potentially up to like you know get the god mode where you're just wading through you know all those. And I haven't actually myself had a chance to like dig in and read through piece by piece all the talents, but uh, they're in there. And, and this is great. Everyone's discussion on this, as we've said, you know, take this feedback to Cubicle 7. Make sure you post on their Facebook page. I know that's a place where they're collecting a lot of that. They are taking this and moving forward with it to clarify things, and they might make some tweaks and everything. They are very excited, and they are listening. Uh, I can tell you, we talked, you know, we're talking with the CEO, and he is clearly saying to us, we're loving this feedback. This is a part of the process where you can make sure we can work out kinks right before we can print you know what we needed to take care of that's just awesome but yeah the advantage was one of the big things i had but it's also a huge part of it i can tell you in in my initial runs of these in the combat by the end of the session i'm just i'm not even looking at targets i think i've said this before i'm just the the success level i'm just running negative one plus three whatever it is and it goes quick the whole whiff factor is definitely gone that's not a thing anymore 
your combat is fluid. It's exciting. I mean, even when you have somebody with seven advantage, it's still exciting and fluid, just maybe in a deadly way. So Yeah. To be to be very clear, that was definitely the biggest hiccup in our game. It did it did take a little bit to get used to it. Right. So don't you know when you're running your games at home, don't get discouraged because that first couple of combat rounds are so tricky. Once you get it, it makes a lot more sense. But it's a matter of just getting to that point. And, and I'd argue too, compared to some systems out there, it's still a pretty simple combat system. Yeah. Part of the, I think party resource, individual and party resource, is one of the things that I think that this game goes heavier on than mechanically than some of the previous renditions. And that's you know you have resilience and resolve, you have fortune and fate, you have those four resources which can all be utilized to affect combat. Rerolls, resilience, you can basically choose your reroll. Or if it's an opposed test, you can choose to automatically win by one. And just by losing, getting hit, taking damage, you automatically lose all the advantage you have. So there are ways built in. You just got to remember you have those tools. Again, you can't just think, oh, I go and hit and keep doing that repeat over and over again. Because if they're building up that advantage, if yeah. that, that tactic is not going to work. You have to find a way to remove yourself, you know, make some space between you and your enemy. If you have a ranged weapon, great. Yeah, pull that's it a out, big one too. Pull it out, try to try to hit him. And also, a lot of other factors, right? Party composition. If you have somebody with specializes in ranged combat, you know, have them stay back. Because if there's a an enemy who's building up advantage left and right and you've got one of your party members who can just pop him with an arrow or hit him with a, a ranged attack of any kind, that advantage is gone. And right. then that, that'll turn the tide very quickly. Right. For sure. But overall, I have to say, I like it. I like what I've seen. Um, there's, a, like I said, a few tidbits that are like we're concerning. But, I mean, hey, we, we talked to Dominic. We talked to, you know, we talked to several of the Cubicle 7 people. They're aware, and it sounds like shoot if we got in this in there the first time somehow that table didn't make it in the rendition we sent would have changed it it would have made a big difference yeah yeah because in our situation in the adventure we had it was three on one right but it was the one it was the enemy who was who had those first couple hits right and And a couple a couple unlucky rolls for us a couple lucky rolls for that enemy and now they're in a huge advantage. Right. And he was and we, already, he was rolling like a 50% weapon yeah. skill or something. He was already well above our yep. level. <laughs> so in reality, because it was, you know, the three of us were fighting together, we should have, it wasn't specifically the three of us, three people in our party. Right, right. We, with the right uh, outnumber rules in there, would have turned the tables very quickly. But again, so we'll, we'll get those, they'll, they'll get those out. And those will obviously end up being in the final product. Right, right. And we'll we'll look more in-depth at combat in the weeks to come when we do our full review, 4th edition. Right. O- overall, I'm very, very happy. As I said before, I'm happy with this edition. I'm happy with the combat rules. I would have more concerns if I didn't, you know, have Cubicle 7 saying those rules will be in there. Yeah. So, I'm yeah. good. And, and just another quick reminder, this is just our first fast and dirty uh, impressions of the combat rules will be coming out with a, a much more in-depth look at at how they work be more descriptive uh to you guys so you can help understand the rules a little bit better this is just our first impressions of it right for sure all right let's move on to the reason you all tuned in today and that's the enemy within with graham davis that seminar was was awesome i mean what do you guys think about it i thought it was nice uh you know, before you know it, it was done. So that tells you that it was interesting. Yeah. Right. It was fun. 
and yeah, just at the time I looked at my my phone and it was like it's already done. In fact, yeah. we're over five minutes. Yeah. And I, the, the 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 very next group, I, I felt this presence like, why do I feel like we're being rushed? Oh, because we were, because they were ready to get get in the room and and do their thing. But um, it was very interesting. You know, it was so nice to hear from the past. You know, the creator of how certain names were made and what they're based yeah, off, you know, a tidbit sure. jokes hints and it, yeah, inside jokes. Exactly. I never would have known, but that adventure is full of them. Yeah, that the humor. Like he talked about that a lot. So he he actually he had three things that he kind of covered his first edition and kind of the the background in that. The second part was like he's like Hogshead up through third edition and then he's like we're going to talk about fourth edition too. Yeah, he basically took us down kind of memory lane and got us all the inside of what happened and how things came about. Uh, he was even talking about additions, tried this really flimsy box set for a while and different. He would just he went over all of it. It was really cool for him to just recant all the different how things happened and how things went and how the success of the enemy within just kind of blew them all away and how they were how the process how the sausage is made as they say (laughs) so that was definitely cool besides going through all that the thing that i was most excited about was to find out hey how's this director's cut coming along what you know what are we looking at for fourth edition and we have several tidbits on that i think one of the first things that kind of surprised everybody was he indicated that there are going to be five volumes for the enemy within totaling over 800 pages yep each each of the five volumes is 160 pages yeah that wow. blew my mind you know it's like it's not three it's not a couple it's right off the bat five and that's a and that's a big thing i know that several people are like well that's what kind of the original campaign was and there are some differences and stuff he went through and listed several names and stuff one thing you know like something rotten in Kislev was something that wasn't specifically going to necessarily be part of the the new process and i'm not sure if like they'll be using pieces or parts of what was there there's going to be obviously major changes and as part of those major changes there was several things that he was talking about with what they're going to include and what they might include they obviously haven't finalized all the products in fact they said what did he say? They're halfway through the first draft of Volume 4 currently. Now, he did make very clear that the rules only just got finalized, so there's several... A lot of tweaks to do still. Yeah, several revisions they still have to go through on the first ones they've done. That was that was definitely really cool. And and you know, and another thing, too, I wrote this down, and I really wanted to mention this. This is something that, that he said that I was like, I love this. He's talking about like that they were building the enemy within to try to appeal to what it really was at its core so that it doesn't matter, you know, what edition you play or what edition you love. He's like, we need to get away from the edition wars and just love Warhammer. And he's like, and this is, he said, let's fight chaos and not each other. (laughs) So (laughs) I love that. That was really cool. He says he's built the program so that it's not just a repeat of what you've seen before. If you've played the enemy within 20 times and know, know it inside and out, you can't just go in and expect to know what's going to happen or who the big bad guy is or whatever. You, you will have a rude awakening when you think you know what's what's happening next. Yep. He yeah. said you will be embarrassed and you'll get your butt kicked. Yes. If you think you know <laughs> who the bad guy is, if you think you know know what you're doing, you're yeah. in for a rude awakening. So Yeah, he was he was like really adamant on yes, that part. He was like, <laughs> like, if you just jump to a conclusion, you will be punished. He's like, <laughs> he's like same, same, but way different. 
I know. I think we said this yesterday too. There's going to be like sidebars and different things that he said that we're going to be in there talking about. Right. If you if your group has played this before, X, talking, Y, and Z, talking specifically to those players, which is great. Absolutely. You know, it's like if you know you watch a remake of your favorite movie. If it's just the exact same thing, shot for shot, then there's nothing. There's Ooh. no surprises. There's nothing. Well, nothing it. new, really. Right. Exactly. So they know that, and they're going to address that. And they, they are addressing that. Right, right. So they didn't, I don't think he really clarified any sort of release stuff, which I would imagine Cubicle 7 would not really want him to do anyway. Yeah, well, well Dominic was in the room, and you yeah, could tell true. that when somebody asked a question, he had to like look over and, and get the nod that, yes, you are. You can say that. Yeah. I, I will. It's right. pretty funny. It's like, the judge. I, I think I can say that. Like, wink, wink, Dominic. Oh, okay, good. Let me find out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty funny. I will say this. I know like some of the original stuff they were trying to put by the end of the year and stuff like that. And I, I'm sure that's still the hope. But, I mean, hey, fourth edition, the core book has been pushed back. And I imagine everything that relies on that rule set right. absolutely is going to have to go through another revision yep. or two. Yep. So Starter set included, I'm sure, mm-hmm. will. You know, it'll, it'll take a little bit. But at the end of the day, we've still got the PDF right now that we can really dig into. And the actual core book will will be here before too long. Yeah, absolutely. So we got a lot more information than just that, as you can imagine. So uh, here's some additional tidbits that that we got. So first off, we mentioned yesterday, uh, Rough Nights and Hard Days was an adventure that we can expect to come out. This was kind of a mini campaign. And uh, one of the things he said, it was kind of based on the style of the Three Feathers, which is like an older Warhammer adventure that was written. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I don't think I've actually read this one. Like, I think I have it, and I might not have read it yet, and I have to go take a look at that. But it was just a mini campaign. He didn't give us a ton about it, but I know we mentioned yesterday we had the name when we got a tiny bit more about it. I know they have some different other products they're working on. There's some working titles and stuff. He had some humorous working titles about what he called particular projects, and he's like, yeah, there's no way that'll get approved. But <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. All right, so there's going to be a lot of additional material in the the enemy within, and by that I mean, so if you if you know the enemy within, especially from first edition, those books had whole giant sections on lore, right? So like life on the river, life on the river Reichland, things like that. He says that's a focus of ours. Is again, we don't want to just have this book that is purely only the adventure, no additional information that you might need, and when you're done running the adventure, it is useless to you. He's like, no, we're going to try to fill some space in there to give you some of the cool stuff that we got in the original and new stuff as well. So, for example, we talked about like Life on the River. Another one that he was talking about was Road Life of the Empire. So that just sounds awesome. He's, but just mentioned that that is one of the things he's always wanted to do that he's pitched numerous times and that it sounds like he's going to get to do now. And he said, so it'll be new material like that, but also probably a revisit from the material we had before. Like, I definitely got the sense that, like, River Life is definitely probably going to be in one of those books, you know, some kind of thing, and some of the additional information as well. And it wasn't just that. He mentioned supplement, too. I know one of the most beloved supplements that came out of the original Enemy Within that was like a companion supplement was the Marienburg, which, FYI, guys, Cubicle 7 just released that for PDF for first edition. You can go pick that up at Drive Through RPG. Uh, there's a ton of cool maps in there, so I haven't had a chance to go get my account and go grab that yet. But I totally plan to do that. I that was that was like just yesterday morning, wasn't it? Yeah, or within the last right. 
24 to 48 hours. Right, but Steve, I know you're a huge MAP fan just like me, but I've heard that this Marienburg supplement is like right up our alley. Oh, definitely. There's always going to be maps and maps. I know, um, you know, in the, in the past, the older supplements, there was always maps of the cities, streets, main fairways, you know, towns like that. So they're going to be transferring a lot of that and then some onto these these newer updated versions. Uh, so that'll be nice. But also, you know, he mentioned that there was always those little short adventures, those little short stories that are going right. to be put in with these packages that'll be also too. So, you know, if you're a, a veteran player, you're going to appreciate that, you know, the, li- the the very little things that they're going to bring back and add to these these adventures and, and, and books. It's exciting. It, I feel like it's going to be that nice, it's like tipping your hat to to the greatness before and so you can have a taste of that like again but some in respect. the new version yeah it's a new version yeah so it sounds like a mix of new a mix of old it's all going to be done up professionally and he again clarified at the uh, seminar that he's really been given the permission and authority right. to the, the keys to the castle for sure right to do the plan as they originally intended they originally wanted right and he kind of went into depth on on that too yeah they're calling it the the director's cut i think of the movie blade runner right the theatrical the theatrical (laughs) movie was was all well and good it was great but boy you get the director's cut with ridley scott's actual original intent and it got way better right so i i can only imagine that that is the same kind of feel we're going to get from this and you you could tell he's so excited because he wants to tell us so much more but he's always like (laughs) can i Dom? <laughs> right. No, I better not. Let's continue on. <laughs> right. Yeah, Graham, the whole, you can, that he, I mean, he spent spent decades just with nothing but love for the Warhammer world. And you get that with every word that he said, all these little stories, all the the bits that he was able to give us, you could tell we're just steeped in, in love and passion for this this universe. And that was really, that was cool. It was. It really was. Well, there obviously we've kind of recanted most of the highlights that that we were able to jot down and fiercely remember here uh, after a long day of gaming. But we we've been told Cubicle Seven intends to they had a, a camera there they recorded it so they they're intending to get that posted up. Uh, last time we talked to them, it was they were expected to do it within a few days. Yeah, so. they said yeah, they, I expect couple of days two two to four days somewhere in there yeah so as, be on the lookout for that yeah well as soon as the link drops to that you uh keep an eye the old world podcast twitter and facebook will re- retweet and, and uh post that so speaking of old world podcast and twitter you can hire a town crier or you can follow us facebook.com slash old world podcast on twitter at old world podcast and as always, www.oldworldpodcast.com. All right, so I, I think that wraps us up, guys. So thank you so much for, for listening. Uh, be on the lookout for, in a, in a couple, few weeks here, uh, we'll have our uh, newest episode out where we give a much more in-depth review of what we uh, got in the 4th edition yeah. PDF. Things will kind of get back to normal as far as our, our uh, layout and everything goes. Yeah. Our steady schedule of podcasts will be out there. Stay tuned. Uh, we had so much fun here. Yeah, it was yeah. ridiculous. You know, it's not even done. So yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Guys. Just real quick, um, meeting everybody in the industry, meeting all the people at Cubicle Seven, the the people we played games with, the GMs that ran us through games. 
thanks to all of you. You made these first two days of Gen Con absolutely unforgettable. For Great sure. time. Yep. Indianapolis, you have a beautiful city, and I look forward to coming back. Oh, yes. Absolutely. This is Matt <laughs> signing off, saying thanks for listening. And if you have friends that like Warhammer, let them know about us. And uh, this is Lance saying have a good night. This is Steve. I'm going to say it again. Thank you. And farewell. And good night. Stay tuned. <laughs> and this In is a couple Matt. Weeks. Good night and good <laughs> luck. Can this you tell that we're a little out of it? We are I'm way the out level of, it. of exhaustion. Like, I literally just had to fool me. I'm so groggy and tired. And let's record. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, folks. We're going to take naps. <laughs> this podcast and related website are completely unofficial and are not endorsed by Games Workshop Limited or Cubicle 7 Entertainment. It is intended for educational and informational purposes only. GW Games Workshop, Warhammer, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, and all associated logos, illustrations, images, names, creatures, races, vehicles, locations, weapons, characters, and the distinctive likenesses thereof are registered trademarks of Games Workshop Limited, Cubicle 7 Entertainment, or their respective trademark or copyright holders. All original content of this podcast, including any audio or video information, is the intellectual property of the Old World Podcast and Crimson Tower Studios, LLC.